Long Players. Welcome back to the Long Play Listening Party, the show where we go deep on local music, writing, recording, inspiration, gear, whatever else sounds good to us. Hey, if you haven't subscribed, uh, whatever wherever you're listening, podcasts, Instagram TV, YouTube, please subscribe to the show. That is a huge help. We've got Corey Phillips from Corey Phillips and the Band of Light here tonight, along with the whole crew. Royce, the wizard engineer, Diamond, what's going on? What up? <laughs> Nate, how you feeling? Feeling great. Corey, welcome to the show. Yo, I'm happy to be here. This is great. Awesome. We're going to have a good time. Um, this is your. Uh, this is a big record for you because it's been a while, right? Yeah. Yeah, it has. It's been the the sort of the the culmination of of some years of writing and performing, and you know, sort of culling and curating the best of the best of the bunch. You know. Cool. So um, this stuff is uh, road tested. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very road tested, and you know, I've I've had a a couple of groups of guys and gals. You know. Uh, performing it over the in the past, you know, it got its its start in L.A. and I just couldn't get those guys on tape. And then when I got here, um, the pandemic was a perfect opportunity to to dedicate the time and the and the resources to it. So finally, got it out, got it done, got it tight, and got it beautiful. Cool, and we're we're gonna hear it all starting in just a minute. Uh, yes. Nate, you're uh, you're in the band of light, right? I am. Uh, full disclosure, I am a member of the, <laughs> the Band of Light. Um, yeah, uh, man. I, who's all in the Band of Light? Tell us who's in the Band of Light. Um, that's Nate Holt on keyboards. Uh, Michael Ham, a local, um, a local regional phenom on guitar. Chell Rich, a longtime musical uh, ally and colleague of mine. She had like 22 years now. He's been in different incarnations of my group on drums. And a new phenom, this young cat named Mario Vlasic on the bass, hammering it down. And myself, I mean, speaking of the record itself, Band of Light, as myself on acoustic guitar and vocals. But as we perform around the area, uh, we have two uh, beautiful harmony singers and other special guests that come in. There's Chelsea Larson on vocals and Lauren Mayhew. On vocals, so we're a seven piece at our best, and um, wow, seven, yeah, no, eight, eight, eight no. at our best, no, seven, okay, <laughs> five. <laughs> the band of light is, is four plus two, okay, six, and then this me is seven. But um, Nate once you get up uh, there, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it stops mattering after two, right? No, but but Nate actually. Um, when I was out in Los Angeles, uh, coming back to the Lawrence, Kansas City area to play, he was uh, he, he was um, he offered up him offered up his talents on, on keys for many of the gigs that I did in town. Even when we were going by Groove Orchestra or Groove Machine or whatever. Yeah, like what? Um, like what was the time period? Like, was it two thousand twelve? Yeah. Maybe I mean there was even like yeah, 2012, 2014 I was coming into town as the groove orchestra. Yeah, so and we had quite an assembly on the stage then. 
But when I came back into town, of course, these are the, these are the dudes I went to when I you know, formed the band more strictly. So, Corey, yeah. are you from are you from this area and went to L.A. for a while, or are you from somewhere else? I uh, I'm originally from Texas, and I came okay. to Can- I came to Kansas for high school and kind of rambled around the country a bit afterwards, and came upon my friends going to school here in Lawrence. I say here in Lawrence and. Um, uh, cut my teeth playing music in the late 90s, early 2000s. I speak of that time like it was an era, uh, you know, like a popular era on Earth. But um, and then I, I uh, Chell and I went out to California in 2003 when I was 27. I was out there for 13 years, New York for two years, and I came back to Lawrence uh, starting my PhD here at KU. So I knew I'd come back to this area eventually. I just didn't know what was going to what was going to do it quite cool we're starting to set the mood here uh, lead track from Sex Thirsty Love Hunger that's right we wanted to come in with some some uh, sort of solar systemic cosmic sort of uh, planetary vibes kind of cruising through space a little bit, getting to where our landing spot is. Yeah, I'm getting space. I'm also getting kind of candle lights a little bit, maybe, dark room. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very wide on. (laughs) That sounds good. Yeah, uh, the candles are definitely lit. Where do your uh, songs start, Corey? Do you, do you jam? Do they start on the acoustic guitar, or where do they start? Yeah, typically it'll be like me uh, jamming on the acoustic guitar, trying to find a, a groove or something. Or I might be out, make, you know, walking around or you know, hearing something in my head, making up a lyric that I have to come back and, and find something for. But typically it's jamming on the acoustic. No different. I think. Uh, I think I was going for some. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think I was listening to some Sly and the Family Stone at the time, mm. and you know, it was sort of a 
a little bit of that that R&B anthem. Yeah. You know, sort of. Yeah, these songs of yours were always fun because they're they're more jams. But you always throw like really interesting chord changes or you know yeah. turnarounds in. They probably sound sound easier to play than they are. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean for me, I'm, I'm, I know I know how to play, but like you know, I, I have to practice that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do what? Yeah, uh, th I mean, you could we could have started the the album. It's 14 songs. We could have started the album uh, with anything, really, but it, 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 the plan was to try to find something that introduced uh, everyone to to what we're doing, sort of the decoder ring, maybe touched on, on a lot of the different sounds they were about to hear, uh, but also something kind of you know, rapidly engaging. But I think it was a good choice. Yeah, this feels great and like different, you know, the intro, you know, kind of an extended intro, set the mood, hit him with the vocals, of course, that's real important. And now we've got a couple different solos, so introducing the band. I think this is uh, it's working yeah, for me. Totally. And I have not heard this before, so this is, I'm having an initial reaction to all this. Nice. I used to step in there for the, the you know, the jam, uh, jam band lovers, you know, the very first song has a key keyboard solo and a Guitar solo. Now you said those female vocals are just when you're performing live on stage? Yeah, well, in this case, it's, I did all the, the, all the harmonies and vocals on this album. Yeah, I mean, it's not as a rule, per se, but that just happened to be how it went. There's a sort of, um, uh, how do you put it? When you do your own harmonies, you can kind of, like, make it a little bit tighter and kind of match the fibers of your singing a little better. And that was something I thought was really important in this, so I went ahead and did it myself. I like the product. And that was actually my, my question. I was listening to those vocals, and I was like, I think that's all him. <laughs> in some cases, it, it, it's more of a surprise, but like, I'm singing pretty high up there to get those. So what was the inspiration for this? Yeah, um... I think this one started with the, uh, the, the concept of... of flower people, just like... Like we're all made made from the earth, you know. Um, no matter what, we um, 
We all come from the same, uh, same special spot, you know, and we're all like kind of brothers and sisters of the same stuff. Um, and I think there's also, uh, besides that celebratory element of it, there's also this like, like movement to it, you know, like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna get, get over shit and persevere and, and live better because we're all, you know, brothers and sisters of the earth. You talk about movement, I mean, this has a great bounce. Just, yeah, just right, right there. Yeah, man, uh, some of those songs were on a click and a lot of them weren't. Yep. I can't I remember think, if this was on a on for, click or I, not. Yeah, I don't remember. I think this one was because of all the, the changes that come later. Sure. But there's some you, you kind of either have to feel out or you just, you know that if you use that click, it's going to be much more, um, I don't know. It's a different feel. Yeah, maybe I was going to say in cursive kind of feeling or like you're leaning forward or it's just much more uh, robotic. But um, some songs, you know, if you can pull it out, can undulate a little bit better, like... By not using the click. I mean, for the most part, you should always use a click, boys and girls. <laughs> you know, don't do what we've done. Use a click. There's pluses and minuses, right? Yeah. Sometimes it can just sound too rigid. And when we have these songs like this, that have to turn all these corners, and when you're led by an acoustic guitar player who's, who's not aware of all his different attacks and everything, it's drums, and you're constantly kind of jagging and pushing, dragging and pushing, and dragging and pushing for the the real uh, intended sort of um, drive and undulation. So yeah, it's it's got a, it's got a good beat too. It's a good second song, isn't it? It's uh, a little more disco than the other one. inadvertent uh, jams uh, it's fun how without being too contrived or too spacious or leaving too much the the, the, uh, the compartment of the song it can have all these go all these places and still feel pretty concise in its way yeah I mean each section there's there's very noticeable you know the, the colors kind of shift between the different sections so it keeps pulling you in with something different and everybody's you know we've got a band like this you want everybody you want to hear him play or i want to hear him play you know when you hear your boy back in the background with the with the, the sonic phase shifter <laughs> gun, the ray gun i'm sure bassist has gotten some good love in this one mm -hmm. yeah mario's a badass I did not know that, man. No? No. They're pretty smooth and they're cohesive, right? Yeah. Very. And the bass, I was hoping this section would come around again because the bass here is crazy, like outlining those chords. Really great. 
We did it one more time for you too. That's the thing about so when you would come into town, you know, like there was usually like a badass bass player because like they drove a lot of the songs. Like if the bass was solid, like um, yeah, there was always a good time. But when uh, there was uncertainty in that part of the, the, you know, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I was uncertain as anybody else, but like, you know, when the, when, when there's that uncertainty in that bass that's supposed to be driving all these songs, yeah, it makes it tough. But Mario fucking plays this, the, the shit out of no, this. He totally grabbed it. He totally caught it. because he's a really energetic, like, he, in his personality, he, he needs to fidget, like, he needs to play more. Yeah, yeah. So if the song requires him to be, like, extremely busy, he's on. This was our first single that we chose to, to put out there, uh, Fit You. We did a radio edit of it that cut, cut the second half jam out a little bit, but it's a little more like Sade, yeah, a little well, quiet Michael storm. Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> but it gets up there too, and this vocal, the chorus vocal array is really fun. But it's this kind of stuff that we kind of get a, a secondary reputation for, uh, just the sexiness that we bring to the club. Obviously, it was like what was recorded, like, but Rob Rebeck was the engineer, um, and he just... I think, like, I don't think he quite knew where we were going with it, but he knew that there was an intensity to that part, yeah. and then once I stacked all the vocals and guitars, he was like, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> and then he played it, and it was like... That's exactly it. Yeah, that's yeah. precisely it. He's like, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's all, the combination of the big guitars and then the space afterward, that's huge. Yeah, it's really dynamic. So what, in the studio, are you trying, are you doing kind of like a full pass with everybody and then replacing just what's needed or are you starting with bass and drums or how are you building stuff up in the studio? Well, we did this in my house. This is one of the, the one of the secret pleasures of this album. 
He said, we did it in my house and I converted a little bit. We had one isolation room, one control room, and then the entire rest of the house that we could wire things out to everybody. So ultimately we wanted the, wanted the drums in the isolation room and we needed at least a solid take of drums for a song. So Nate, Nate on keys and Mario on bass and I on acoustic were in the living room outside in the rest of the house playing through headphones with Chell in the isolation room and trying to get, trying to sort of coax his best performance. And then, if it was his best performance, we took stock of the rest of the performances that just occurred. And if they were usable, or, or if that was something to build on, we'd take it from there. Ma mainly, we, we got all of the drum parts that way, and then investigated the bass and the keyboards that way. And then they had their, their time to beautify their parts more and more. Then we added my cam on guitar, and then we added me to my parts, and then some bells and whistles the last last little bit, but yeah. I love, yeah, I love that way of working of, uh, you know, putting down bass and keys and whatever you can with the drums and, and just keep, you know, if it feels good, just keep it if you can, you know, or maybe a couple punches, but I love working that way. We've been doing it for a while, so we didn't want to reinvent the wheel or spend too much time in something that could could carry an element of of, uh, of uh, newness or surprise into the recording. But we had our time to 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 inflict upon it what we were, what we needed to needed to have needed to put ourselves down into. So. Um, I think Mario had the Mario and Chell probably had the shortest shortest jobs. Mm -hmm. They were kind of loitering, or Chell was kind of loitering after the fact. But I wish I could play some more. But he was done in three days, right? Chell was done in the, the first weekend because he had to be so we could all build, and then it took us the rest of the what 30, 45 days. Yeah. Wow. We talked over it, but that was a massive solo, Nate. Nice job. Yeah, that was Thanks. It was beautiful. I like my comping better on the record than a lot of my solos. Just, uh, you know, that's just how I feel about it. You can, uh, you, you never, never quite satisfied. Um, no. But yeah, he does, in that solo, he starts with like an organ solo, and then it moves yeah. into... Is that right? Or is it the other way around? Uh, no, I think there, it starts there was with a the synth organ. and then the organ. Synth and then organ? Yeah, I haven't incorporated the synth. So he's working overtime. <laughs> it's song three. His fingers are bleeding. That's a really fun song to play live, though. Little Stevie Wonder sort of drag on ending here for fun. Like, what is this, like a seven minute song on the record? Hey, it's like six something. Six, seven. <laughs> Joe was your drummer in LA, right? Um, off and on. Yeah. Off and on at first, and then he was, he was there until like 2008, and then I had another guy in like 2009, 2014, when Joe was in Austin. Okay. And he, then he moved back here.
This one's pretty self-explanatory. It's about <laughs> getting it on. <laughs> or about like, come on, girl, let's get it on. I mean, all these songs can pretty much have some variation of come get it on to them. You want to get it on? Hey, let's all get it on. <laughs> hey, we're getting it on. <laughs> we really got we're it on. Light, now we're going to light some yeah. candles. <laughs> we're going like, to get it on. Did we just get it on? <laughs> that was getting it on. You know, we're going to get it on with candles and Different wine. variations of the title. <laughs> get it on with candles. <laughs> get, get it on with an, with an organ. Nah. Kind of got that zap, uh, yeah, not zap, uh, zap, uh, sort of keyboard action to it. Yeah, is that a synth sound or an envelope filter on the bass? Uh, it's I'm doubling Mario's bass I think, with like yeah. this, you know, bass synth. Sound. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. See, I think his bass is pretty. Pretty clean. They're just kind of iked up the low end, and then Nate's using a, a synth bass over the top of it, and then I'm playing like dark demonic acoustic guitar over the same part. So it has a heft, a hefty little vibe to it. Um, this was uh, we put this one out as a second release from the album on Spotify. Reminds me of kind of Bruno Mars and, and Zap. And then of course, little Sade vibe. I'm giving away my secrets, actually. So. <laughs> I told Michael Ham, I was like. No, 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 scratch that take. Like, for this one, imagine you just pushing aside a silk drape and walking in the bedroom to get it on. And he's like, oh, okay, I got that. Four songs in and we haven't slowed down yet. I, I like the energy. Yeah, we, yeah, that's exactly right. I was, I, I'm cursed with this memory of the batting lineup as a, as a young baseball fan, you know, and <laughs> I'm always, I'm always like, what would, what would you do if it was a batting lineup? What song do we do? Like, there's any real real success to that in real life in clubs or on albums I don't know. <laughs> but it always comes to mind this would be the cleanup hitter in that case yeah are your lyrics online been released uh, on the website. Okay. They've been put up there, I think. 
not on Spotify. Um. Dig it. Yeah. We slowed down a little bit here, but. Now I'm ready. <laughs> now I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Just Still not like slow. And just when you're ready, it picks back up. Yeah. Was this the, how many, how many different ways did you sequence this album, or was this the way you saw it? I was going to say, I mean, it was painstaking how many different ways it could, it could go. It, it, especially challenging when you're trying to lay it out for vinyl as well, because you put three songs, three or four songs on the side. And so you kind of have, even when you have, like, say, a a linear layout like for CD or for digital, you want to maintain those same successful little grouping as you put it on vinyl. So that was tough too to try to make make it cohesive for both. Um, I remember being in an airplane. I think when I finally got it, I was like, "This is it. <laughs> this is the order." I had nobody to tell. But yeah, it, it took a lot of work, a lot of back and forth, crunching times and vibes. And then we talked about you like close uh, runner up. <laughs> uh, no, the nearest runner up was completely different, probably. And the wrong songs were next to each other. Because gotcha. um, there's some songs I wanted near each other and some that I didn't want near each other at all, you know. I don't think anything else would have worked, actually. But if something had, it would have been a completely different energy running through. But I don't think anything else would have worked out with the time. And Straightforward, just just fun groove to play. And, yeah, know, I was about to say it's stretch out the vocals on one of the, the funner songs to play live, and it's just really stripped down to this core elements. It's just, yeah, pretty basic, isn't it? Yeah, the big the big vocal uh, chorus. Vocal centric, which is nice. Yeah. I think I was uh, when I wrote this. I was, I think I was accidentally channeling like George Michael or NXS or something. It reminded me of something kind of '80s Culture Club or something, and it kind of evolved into a little bit more organic disco. Yeah, the chorus kind of has that vibe, though. I like it. Shine. 
But yeah, I love that bass that comes out at the end. Yeah, yeah, he's throwing in some extra, yeah. And that kind of feels like we're coming down, you know, um, in dynamic and heat a little bit just to like um, some new plateau in the record. But you don't know where it is taking you yet. Born to Lose, I think I was writing a, trying to write like an inner city slide of the Family Stone type song with this one. We're on the Curtis Mayfield type guitars and Nate's on the clavinet, super funky. What boards are you using in the uh, live show, Nate? I mean, the Nord, probably, and what else? The, the Nord and then the Kronos. Okay. Yeah, the Kronos uh, is all, like, electric piano and piano stuff. And then the Nord, obviously, organ, and then, um, like, for strings and stuff, I'm playing the strings from the Kronos on the Nord. the strings that we've heard are you playing all of those strings yeah I did not know that this one's just the uh, wah cloud on the uh, Nord I'd say this is a pretty solid gold album so far <laughs> I mean, I'm biased. <laughs> I might say so myself. That's like, good. I'd agree, and it's. Yeah, I, I like that you feel that way. You know. <laughs> I haven't heard a hit. I haven't heard an album with this many hits since Millie Vanilli's uh, "Girl, You Know It's True." You guys don't seem to agree, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that thing had like seven hits on it. <laughs> My cam is just... <laughs> He's amazing. Okay, somebody made that music. Huh? Somebody made that music. I've got, with some of these guitar parts and solos and things and some of the drums, I'm getting some uh, mint condition vibes that I really like. Really? Oh, I hear There's a sort of temperature to them that reminds me of Steely Dan, too. Yeah, you got you got quite a Texas chili uh, cooked up here, Corey. <laughs> no beans. <laughs> what were you going to say? I said no beans. Oh, yeah, yeah. No beans. 
Lots of spices. I mean, I prefer no beans. <laughs> but. What well, Texas chili doesn't have beans in it? Yeah. All meat. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Alright, this is spice. There is something though to going and recording a record when like you know pretty much all the parts. <laughs> like in yeah. that's that's a cool advantage. Yeah. I, I've never been in a position where you go to the studio not knowing what you're doing. Which, you know, obviously if you're a rich band off tour they're gonna throw expensive money and you're doing and Right. Well, go go write your your next record. But I guess I guess my uh, my real point was having played with you for so long. You know, like I've been in the studio, like when I've had a band, we you know maybe played the songs live a couple times or something. But that's still different because you're still working stuff out. I think, at least I I am. Most of the songs, these songs, like the parts are just there, so you just. Damn. Weird how that works. This out. was a sort of newer one to the arsenal. Yeah. Um, but you guys, this is track seven, Candles. This song's pretty cool. I wrote this actually about some guy getting a, a call from his girlfriend, and he was fine, but it rekindled some thoughts in him where he's like, oh, those, are the, those were the good old times. But then he comes to the realization that these are the good these are the good times too, you know, it just doesn't matter. Just let just celebrate the years, you know. Don't keep don't spend time looking back. You know, keep celebrating where you are now. Let your candles burn. Corey, do you ever do acoustic versions? Because I mean, I think these songs would hold up, but I know you know you're writing a lot acoustic. The solos, of course, would be a different thing, but like the songs themselves, the verses, the choruses, it's all you could just strum this out and play it, you know? Yeah, it's a good idea. I don't know why I'm carrying around all this dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's you know it's exactly where it starts. You know, it's like if I feel compelled enough to go. Hey, this is a finished song that you know, take to the band. It's probably in some sort of performable place at that point. But yeah, I do play play as many of them as I can acoustically. Cool. Or you know, solo or in a stripped down setting. Some of them work better than the other than others, you know, like you said with the solos and everything, but yeah, definitely this one I've played solo. Thank you. 
gonna cry. Those keys are so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds really pretty, Nate. Thank you. Nate, I fixed uh, the roads that's been sitting in my house. I fixed the tines oh, the yeah? other week. Yeah. How's found some, I found some new old stock tines. Where, so where we're from? Uh, somewhere in California on Reverb. Okay. Uh, price was right. They've got lots of them, it seems like. And uh, yeah, tines from the 70s. Installed them, tuned them up. So how's it sound now? Sounds great. I kind of, I just, once I got in there and like realized how the action works, I kind of tweaked the action. I'm sure it's not, it's not a full thing. And I didn't mess with the hammers. I only messed yes. with, the, with the tine side. I just kind of evened them out and I, um, let's see, I raised them a little, which makes the feel, you used to have to really pound my roads and now there's a little more touch to it. Oh yeah. Man. Next time we get together. Well, it might not be here next time we get together. I'm trying to get oh. it back to its rightful owner. Oh. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, so that I can put my uh, EK1 and AX60 in that spot. So you can play that. You can come play those. Okay. This song in one side of the LP. That's right. Yeah, side side two. So the first album, actually, our vinyl has been on back order for four months. The entire industry has been suffering from from that hit, and our shipment is like somewhere in customs in Detroit, and so it should be here. Like I don't know, in another five months or so. Jesus. Wow. No, I mean I'm expecting it like in a week or so, but. Uh, yeah, it's double album, 180 gram. So yeah, so what we've heard just just far would be one one record. I think it's a pretty good uh, song selection, and you know, that that album's pretty solid gold unto itself. I look forward to you guys hearing the hearing the rest of it. Yeah, I mean it's been a it's been an excellent set already, and we're only halfway through. Uh, this has been Corey Phillips and the Band of Light. Um, Corey, tell me the title of the record again. I'm blank. Sex, Sex thirsty love hunger. Sex thirsty love hunger. Oh, that's right. Uh, you can get it at CoreyPhillipsMusic.com. This has been the Long Play Listening Party. We'll be back next week with side two.